The A5 Dis team has created a podcast to empower you, the learners we serve. This podcast features conversations that illuminate the topics that are important to you. It is our hope that you will walk away with new tips, tricks, and ideas to inspire you as a whole educator. Once upon a time, my mom and I were driving to the local um, trash dump to get to put all of our trash in the trash. Your mom's favorite place to go. My mom's favorite place to go. She loves to clean. And so on the way there, it was getting time for our national Gear Teach On conference. And um, Chris was on the phone. And we were talking and chatting. And I guess our best ideas come to us, I don't know, when we're throwing out trash. Because Chris and I, we were like... (laughs) We should have everybody at one time, one day, come together and do something really, really amazing. Not that educators don't do things that are amazing every day, but let's highlight it. Let's bring it to the forefront. Let's really show who educators are and what they're about. And so I don't even know, Chris, how it happened, but all of a sudden we were like, it's going to be Rock Your School. And the first year we had, I can't even remember, I think it was like, over 10,000 people participate and then last year we had over 50,000 people participate and it has just grown every single year yeah it, I mean it's it's pretty much organically morphed into something that Magical. we yeah that, that we didn't even expect to happen um on this day uh, I mean right now this year of 2020 2021 we have realized how isolated we can really feel yes teaching virtually hybrid whatever it is and in the past if you were a teacher who was trying to go all out, all out in your school, trying to go above and beyond, trying to create moments, sometimes those teachers felt the same way that a lot of teachers do right now. They felt they felt isolated, they felt tired, they felt worn down. And this day has turned into a day where everybody around the world we're united as a family. I yeah. mean, with internet, with social media, we've become best friends with people all over the place. And that's what this community is all about. That's what the Get Your Teach On community is about. That's what Rock Your School is about. It's just about doing something different that makes you excited as the teacher, but then also can inspire your students to want to be um, lifelong learners. This year has been our most challenging year yet as educators. We've learned the true importance of community and lifting each other up. That's why in February, we want to come together to create and celebrate education. We believe now is the right time to rock your school. Educators from around the world are invited to participate by creating an outside-the-box educational experience designed to engage their students and bring learning to life in their classrooms, whether in-person or virtually. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be small. It's about you, your students, and a community of educators celebrating the little things. Today, the DIS team discusses ways you can rock your school or even just your classroom. From a simple Google Slides theming to a complete room transformation, it's time to rock. Who's ready? Hey guys, we're the DIS team and you're listening to iTalks. It's the podcast with illuminating conversations that empower the learners we serve. So hi guys, I'm Danae Acker and I serve Westside High School and T.L. Hannah High School. I'm Ashley Persley and I serve Glenview Middle. I'm Melissa Looney and I serve Whitehall Elementary, C.F. Reams, A.I.T. and Special Ed. 
I'm Erin Darnell, and I serve Centerville, Midway, West Market, and the Early Learning Preschools. I'm Anna Baldwin, and I am the Director of eLearning and Integration for Anderson School District 5. I'm Sherry Ritchie, and I serve McLeese Elementary School and Homeland Park Elementary School. Hi, I'm Mel Hahn, and I serve Robert Anderson Middle School. I am Paige Mitchell, and I serve Concord, Nevitt Forest, and North Point. Hey everyone, I'm Alicia Madison, and I serve Calhoun Academy, New Prospect, and South Fan. Hey everyone, I'm Adam Cobb, and I serve Varennes Elementary and Southwood Academy of the Arts. And I'm Beth Brannon. I serve McCants Middle School. So welcome to iTalks. Today we're talking about Rock Your School. Mel, I know you have been at Robert Anderson, and they have rocked their school completely. I want to talk about what the vision at Robert Anderson was and how um, you guys rocked your school at Rams. Absolutely. Thank you, Adam. Well, Rock Your School is actually teachers using out-of-the-box ideas um, for an educational experience. Now, it doesn't have to be expensive or fancy, but the number one rule is it needs to be captivating and engaging. So Rams set out on a journey to rock their school, and for a couple of years, we did themes. And I always think that themes are a great backboard for the whole entire school to be involved. We did a Hollywood theme and it allowed us to celebrate the entire student body. So as students walked in, we were paparazzi and it got them excited and engaged from the moment they stepped off the bus or out of their car or walked through those doors. We were ready for them to engage in the entire experience. So important to um, our admin body in. And so we dressed up old Hollywood style. We became part of the paparazzi team. And we were really, really present and visible for the students, which was amazing. Um, we also did one that I liked a lot because it was easy for teachers to use. And that was a game theme, which allowed teachers to gamify their classrooms. And so I think whenever you can pick a theme and be engaged from the top down all the way through the school, it's great. But just grab a partner, grab the person that you love to teach with, grab your neighbor, even if they're in a different grade level or your whole entire grade level, and think of something that goes back to that captivating and engaging lesson. You know, Mel, last year at Glenview, we actually um, gave our students the opportunity to voice their own ideas about what the theme should be. So you could even think about putting out a Google form and letting your students choose the theme. This year, um, Rock Your School is not just one day. It's actually a whole week. So you can do different activities throughout the week or you can just pick one day. This year is a little bit different because... We've seen a lot of teachers that may feel like they've lost a sense of joy for educating and our students are missing out on things. And one of the things that they're missing out on the most is the connection element, the collaboration with each other. So maybe, you know, just think about what do your teachers and what do your students need right now? Is that connecting, reconnecting with each other? We're going to be starting a new semester uh, right before Rock Your School Week. Maybe your theme is, won't you be my neighbor? I don't know. <laughs> it's 
So I think, Ashley, what you're hitting on is that this year, Rock Your School, due to COVID, it's got to be reimagined a little bit. And I love how you said that we still have to find the joy in not only our students, but in what we teach. And Wade and Hope King, the founders and kind of the creators of this Rock Your School movement through Get Your Teach On, said in their rally that we let this week, this week of school for Rock Your School, let that be the prize in our pain. And I think that, you know, we've been going through a whole lot of stress, but now it's the time to get back to the roots of why we got into education and truly enjoy our students, truly enjoy our content, and truly enjoy our jobs for the first time. One of the things that I hear you guys mentioning is that this year has to be different. We have to be creative. And we've talked about stepping out of our comfort zone. And one of the ways that I think a lot of teachers have stepped out of their comfort zone this year is a ton of our teachers have went virtual or hybrid. And right now they're sitting listening to this podcast thinking, I can't rock my school. I can't rock my classroom. I'm virtually with my students. Yeah, I can wear a silly hat, but I want to do more. So, you know, we talk about finding our experts. And I think we have two experts who have spent some time over at the Virtual Academy with those teachers and want them to kind of speak to some ideas that even our virtual teachers can do to rock their classrooms. So, Melissa, what have you seen already happening to get creative lessons started at virtual? And then what is that level up to rock their school this coming week? Yes, our virtual teachers have done an amazing job so far. And we've witnessed a transformation just from the unknown and been given a platform of Calvert. And we didn't know how those standards aligned. We didn't know what the pacing was going to be like, but the teachers quickly figured it out and were able to make their classes their own with the content that they were given. So now incorporating an opportunity to celebrate the learning in their virtual environment is something that can easily be done. Going along with the theme of the characters, maybe having a character day and each student picks their own book and they can dress up as that character and show up in the Google Meet and be given an opportunity to summarize the book that they chose and why they chose it. Those are things that are happening in elementary schools in the face-to-face scenario that the kids have gotten really excited about, but it's something that can be easily done in the virtual environment as well. Knowing that you are going to have your Google Meets throughout the day, you can have different themed music. Uh, Something as easy as the kids are coming in to the Google Meet, you could have some upbeat jam music that they can be dancing until it's time to start your class. So there are, I think, all of the ideas that teachers would have in a face-to-face scenario could easily be applied. And it all comes down to the communication. If the teacher is excited and they send that vibe out a few days prior to the actual event to their students, they will see the students rise to the occasion as well. I think another one that we kind of mentioned in our intro is our classroom is that virtual environment, is that Google Slides presentation. Change the theme up. The kids are tired of the white and black slides. Change it up a little bit. Go to Slides Mania. Find a good theme for you. And then, you know, you can always hit the control. What is it, Mel, that I know you love uh, to change up your classroom environment a little bit? That was a great segue. I am going to tell you about celebrating kids. I want to go off what Melissa said. And that is Control B is kind of our 
our joke around here because you go to the web store and download virtual confetti as an extension. Then when you hit control B, it actually shoots confetti from the sides of your computer. And I am a confetti lover and it gets me so excited to celebrate. But I think that boils back down to when we had Mr. Galloway from Glenview Middle School on in our past episode. He was talking about how it's all about relationships, relationships with your kids. You know your kids. Um, you know how you can connect with them. And so that's what Melissa and I've seen at the Virtual Academy. Sometimes relationships are a lot easier if you're face-to-face, right? You can give that little gentle nudge to the kids. You have opportunities in between classes where you can actually see them or visit them or talk to them or create activities with that. And in a virtual capacity, that is a lot tougher. So there's ways that you can still rock their experience. Maybe you're going to read a new book or you're going to bring out a new content area lesson. You can have them scavenger hunt for regular household items that would kind of support that, right? Run around your house and find me a pillow because our story today is about the stuffing made from mama's hands. I don't know, that's really not a book, but you get kind of my point is you can utilize and build those relationships. They're connecting with you because it's personal. It's at their home and you are on the computer and you can connect with them because it's personal and it's in your classroom. I think Melissa also brought up a really great point about talking it up a couple of days before, getting really, really excited about it so that the students are also excited. Because think about when you have a vacation, you know you're going to be taking that vacation, you know when it is, and so you're anticipating it and you're waiting for it, and it just builds and builds. That's kind of what we want to instill in the students. So if we talk it up, and we are excited, and we can't wait to do something different, then they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is the day, this is the day. They're going to have that anticipation and be looking forward to it as well. I'm starting to wonder, do we have opportunities to connect our virtual students with our face-to-face students? You know, you, you could assign student in a face-to-face school with a buddy from the virtual school and they can talk about their different experiences. So that might be an opportunity that you have as well to make connections. No doubt this week has to be or this day in your classroom has to be reimagined a little bit. Uh, We have lots of COVID restrictions going on and Mel mentioned having an administrator buy-in. That's the first question they're going to ask you when you want to do this is how are you going to play it safe during a COVID pandemic. So let's talk about that for a minute. How can we rock our schools or even just rock our classrooms or rock one lesson that day amongst COVID? Erin? I think it's important to remember, don't compare yourself to other teachers because it can be very easy to see someone who's used to rocking maybe and see kind of the level that they're at and try to match that level when you're not there yet. And so the the key to remember about this whole rock your school thing is to just do something different. Do something in your classroom that is not normally part of your routine. And that in itself is going to help keep kids engaged. And it doesn't have to be high tech things. It can be low tech, like having a uh, wheel where you spin and whatever it lands on, you do that for a certain amount of time, like stinky feet or sit on top of the desk, sit under the desk. It's just something different for the students to keep them engaged. 
So just remember that there are different levels of rocking and it's okay to just dip your toe. But if you're more comfortable, it's okay to dive into the deep end. And I also think a lot of times as teachers, when we want to go outside the box, we do it in a silo and we forget we have neighbors, we have teacher buddies at other schools or in other districts. Don't forget to collaborate with them. Even if you have a friend in another district, do a mystery Skype with the class. That can be a level of rocking your school. One up yourself. So let's say that last year you did read alouds to introduce your lessons. Well, level up with that by maybe dressing up or reading the book in a character or even inviting your students to read the book to the class. So there's just ways that you can think of to collaborate with other educators to help you with what you're wanting to do in your class. Use your students to help you level up what you're wanting to do. And then just think about what you're already doing and take it just a little bit further for your lesson. A bonus to that is that those suggestions that you just gave, Danae, work both for face-to-face and virtual. Students can dress up at home. Students can do the the stinky feet, can sit on a bed or sit on a table, sit under a table. So it's not just limited to -to face-to-face. You can rock your virtual instruction, too. Okay, Erin, you keep saying stinky feet, so I need for you to explain that for our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Well, coming from a primary background, uh, it's when students get to take off their shoes and they get to just have their socks on for the day. Usually, I always have like an extra pair of clean socks just in case they didn't wear socks that day. I can give them the socks. Everybody can have their uh, shoes off. But it's incredible how much kids want to take the shoes off when they're at school. And then even sitting on top of a desk is like a whole new ball game. Oh my gosh, I could be on furniture. And then being under it, that's a level of comfort too. Like, you know, being surrounded. And so just, again, changing up the, the same thing you've done every day and throwing in that just a little bit of difference and that that changes the way students look at you during the um, rock your school rally which is a video on youtube that we'll post in our uh, resources someone actually called it sitting on top of your desk is your stage and sitting below your desk is your cave so are you going to sit on your stage or get under your cave or in your cave And I think bringing it back um, to what we're missing, because flexible seating is something that suddenly disappeared amongst COVID. And so if you can bring that back in your classroom in a safe way by keeping those students in their spots, but still being able to change their seating arrangement, I think you've leveled up. And speaking of leveled up, you know, what is your level? Where are you? You do have to assess where you are at the beginning of this, because if you're not the gamified teacher, you're not using Kahoot, that is your level up. That is your rock your school. But if you've been doing Kahoot for ages, try something new, a Quizlet Live even, or take the Kahoot and turn it into a thematic event like a game show in your classroom. Put your kids competing against each other. You have to decide where you want to begin and how far you want to take it. Mel, do you have anything you'd like to add? I was just wanting to say that when you do decide to put yourself out there, sometimes we have to be okay with failing forward. Your kids are going to be the level or the judgment for you that day, how excited they are. A lot of times when they come in, you'll already feel their energy is different when you're trying to do something different. But I also think that it's so important when you're thinking about ideas to find some people that are experts in your building, someone you can kind of bounce ideas off of 
Because although we know what we do every day, and like Adam said, we need to kind of find our level, sometimes we choose to kind of stay in our level when we're trying to challenge ourselves. Does that make sense? I know that I have safe zones. They make me feel comfortable. I know that they're going to work. They're tried and true traditions. When you do something to level up, sometimes the challenge is not only like how you think about classroom management and how you think about the activity, it pushes you outside your comfort zone. And sometimes we need someone else to bounce ideas off of to see, is that truly outside our comfort zone? Again, it doesn't have to be anything expensive or fancy, and it could be just like changing flexible seating. But it also could be like a scavenger hunt to introduce a new concept or flipping your classroom and having some student challenges doesn't necessarily mean to have to be outside of their area, which makes it great for virtual students and those students sitting in our classroom and keeping social distance. But it just changes kind of how we do and how we appeal. Thinking of uh, getting out of your comfort zone, I think we want the students to see us stretching and getting a little bit out of our comfort zone because we want them to do the same thing. So even if you're just doing, like Erin said, dipping just your toe in or diving in the deep end, the students seeing us take the risk to change something and find something that you're passionate about, find something that you think would be fun and put your own twist on it. And if the kids see that you're going to stretch your comfort zone and reach out and do something that is engaging to them, that's going to encourage them to take the same risk to reach out of their comfort zone. I love so I think that's important. I love that, Sherry, because I was thinking I was thinking the exact same thing. You know, we want our kids to take chances. We ask them to be willing to fail. We ask them to be willing to try something. And we have to be willing ourselves to model that. It's great when we can look at them and say, I'm not going to ask you to do something I wouldn't be willing to do. That's a great accountability for our piece too. If we're going to ask them to stretch themselves and to give us their best and to, to step outside of their comfort, we have to be willing to show them that we'll do that for them as well. So I, I love that you brought that point up, Sherry. And if you listen to our previous episode with David Kelly, he says from that song, turn those L's into lessons. And Karamo Brown, who's the most beautiful man in the world, said in his autobiography that his grandma always used to tell him failure is not the opposite of success. Failure is part of it. And I just, I love that. I try to live my life by it. So yes. you got a little bit of soapbox there. You can see where our passion is. <laughs> Let's not forget about our in-classroom teachers. They're wanting those ideas, especially those of you ready to welcome back some virtual students who have been sitting at home. You want to make this exciting and let them remember why they wanted to come back face-to-face. So I'm going to bring in Alicia here. Alicia and I previously partner taught together and did a couple of complete transformations of our lesson. One of those was an immigration day where we totally turned our classrooms into Ellis Island. But then, you know, that was kind of my idea. And then, you know, we talked about finding people to bring in with you and building those connections. And then Alicia comes to me with an idea and says, hey, I'm teaching geometry and teaching three-dimensional shapes. What are you teaching in social studies right now? I think you're teaching the Great Depression. How can we work that together? And Alicia, we came up with Great Depression Day. Talk about how you spun your math content around um, and sat in the freezing cold at like 27 degrees that day. 
students had an opportunity to create their own living spaces outside. Adam, remind me what this was called. It was a shanty town from a Hooverville. Shanty town. They created their own three-dimensional boxes, and they had to find the volume. What was this going to look like? And this is bringing in a three-dimensional math standard and just a real-world experience of empathy. While we're also bringing in those math standards, we're tying it and integrating those social studies standards. But we were also able to bring in the fire department. They provided a nice warm fire for us, and we made some food out on the fire. It was just a special time. And those are the things that our kids remember. I still have students coming back to me saying, you know, I remember when we did this, or I have teachers coming back and saying, hey, the principal said that back when you taught fifth grade, you did. And so those things live on forever. But, you know, Alicia mentioned starting with your content. So let's kind of delve in there and talk about what you can do to enhance the content you already teach. It doesn't have to be something brand new. You don't have to come up with a new lesson. If you're teaching addition, do something with addition. Let's just spin some ideas of lessons that you've seen teachers do or lesson ideas that you've always had that tied right directly into the content. Erin, I'm going to start with you. You just recently did a lesson with, I believe, some kindergarten students and brought in a high-tech idea with the Arctic Animals Unit. Talk about that for us. The kindergarten teachers asked me to figure out a way that the students could research the different Arctic animals. Being a former kindergarten teacher, I knew that we wanted to try and make them independent, but we also needed to make sure that we had, you know, safe guidelines and parameters for them. I created a template that I could use for all five of the different Arctic animals that I was doing. And on the template, the students choose which animal they want to learn about, takes them to a new slide. And on that slide, they can hear about the animal through my audio. So there's a picture, they click on the audio and it tells them about that animal that goes along with that picture. They can read about it on Epic. I built collections and the teacher will assign the collections and based off of the student's reading level, they'll either read it to themselves or Epic will read it to them. They can watch the animal. So I found some videos that are very short that they can watch the animal and learn about the animal in that way. And then we also did a website visit where I used Flipgrid and I shared my screen through Flipgrid and I took them on a virtual tour of the website and talked about the animal and learned more about the animal. So there's different venues that they're learning. They're learning how they can research in very different ways, but it was also a very safe environment for them. And it's all independent for them. They can click and it takes them to all those, all those different things. And that was different than the normal research that the classes had done together. Normally the teacher stands and it's really guided, but in this way there's choice and it's real pictures. It's, it's real images. It's live videos. So they're learning in that way. I just finished a project with first graders. They learned about emperor penguins. And so we integrated using the Ozobot and we learned how to code the Ozobot straight, left, right. And they had to make it from the baby penguin, the mama did, had to make it from the baby penguin, had to go off to the sea, avoid all these different predators on their path, pick up fish and bring those fish back to their baby. And so watching these first graders problem solve was so cool because you know you gave them the basics here's the lines here's the colors here's how you make them practice just a little bit and then you leave them and the best learning is when they make mistakes and they figure out oh no the orca ate me and they try again i think one way to level up if you're not utilizing tech a lot in terms of 
Azabat, Spheros, Makey Makey, any of those things that we have in our ILL, that's a great way to level up. Just adding one lesson that goes along with your content using those tech tools that we have. Katie Mullins from the Rock Your School Rally had an excellent idea about how to spice up review by having students decipher a mystery song. And she said, you know, it's all about the energy that you bring to it. She said she took on a persona of Susie Rockstar and dressed up herself. But what she did for this review was she took your typical multiple choice review, but instead of having the ABC answer choices, those answer choices corresponded with notes on a piano. What you do is connect your Makey Makey. Makey Makey has like a piano app so students can actually play the notes for a song. And to make it less challenging for her students, she played a snippet of the songs that they might be creating. But she said that you could definitely keep it more challenging by not playing a snippet. And the songs that she used were Old Town Road, Let It Go, I'm the Tiger, Me, and High Hopes. An extension of the activity is once students actually figure out what the song is, you can take it to the next level of rigor by challenging them to come up with their own review questions to their own mystery song and share it out with each other. And you can have your own little concert and somebody can sing, but it won't be me. So that's just an excellent idea of how to bring music into the classroom, but also take it to the next step. Incorporate those tools that are already in your school, in your library, or your makerspace. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned a great thing about integrating music. Don't forget about those specialists, those professionals that you have within your buildings in those content areas, PE, your art, your media specialist, your music. And then at the upper levels, your tech specialist, your theater, whatever you have in your building, utilize what you've got. Start integrating and working together and collaborating so that, one, your, your students can see that you guys do get along and you, you talk to each other, but also that your content and their learning is not just within your classroom. Their learning can be across multiple levels in multiple areas, and it can be applied in lots of different ways. For those of you who are thinking, what is a Makey Makey? What is a Sphero? What is an Ozobot? Those items can be found in your media center, so you need to get with your media specialist and your DIS, and they will be able to help you with that. But if that's just a little bit too far out for you, you can still incorporate music. I remember when I was teaching typing, I used Justin Timberlake's Bringing Sexy Back, and I rewrote the lyrics to I Bring In Typing Back. And so I sung the song for my kids, and I played the instrumental from YouTube. It was silly. It was fun. And I had a great time. They laughed at me, and that was perfectly fine with me. But it was just a, something a little bit different, a little bit extra to bring in the lesson of typing, which can be boring. It can be mundane for the students because I hear the groans, oh, we got to do typing. We got to cover our keyboards, blah, blah, blah. But that was just a fun way to introduce that and bring it back into the classroom. So take your favorite song and rewrite it. Also, for some of us, I know Wade King talked about, sometimes for us, this year has just been crazy. It's been hectic and we're trying to find that joy, bringing happy back 
putting a smile on your face, greeting your students at the door. And all day long, you're just going to commit to showing and exuding joy and sunshine. That can be a rockier school or a rockier classroom. And your students, I promise you they will notice because they notice everything. Your face, your body language, that can be part of Rock Your School for you. And don't forget, I think this year the most devastating thing in the world has happened. There are no field trips. So rock your classroom. Bring in virtual field trips, uh, whether that be from YouTube, tons of museums. The Smithsonian right now is offering free virtual tours of the museum. You can go into Nearpod and do those 3D tours um, so the kids can go around and just experience what they're missing out in the real world. So virtual field trips are so important. And I know there's other resources, Sherry, out there. What have you seen teachers using for virtual field trips? One very good resource is wideopenschool.org, powered and sponsored by Common Sense Media. So it has activities, interactive things for students, ideas, not just technology, but there are also uh, ways to find virtual field trips on there. So I have a few go-tos when it comes to virtual field trips. One of my favorites is Google Arts and Culture with their new 360 videos. There's also 360cities.net and explore.org. Just recently, I've been looking on the NASA website, and on February 18th, they're going to have live footage of the Mars Perseverance rover that will be landing. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I know a lot of schools will be watching that live. So that starts at 2 p.m. I also want to point out, admin, this does not take you off the hook. You can rock your school. Our friends at the DO, you can come and visit and help rock some classrooms. Anna, would you like to speak towards those of us that are outside the classroom, but what we might be able to do to help teachers implement rock your school or rock their classrooms? I think being supportive of teachers and their ideas and just being there to give them a pat on the back and to just say what a great job they're doing, just showing gratitude in what they're doing and the time they're putting into sharing the content with their students in new and innovative ways. I think if we want teachers to do these things, that we need to show them how much we do appreciate them and that we know they're going the extra mile to make their content engaging for their students. So just being there, being supportive at the district level and at the school level for our admins to be present, to be in the hallways and to be outside or inside classrooms to see what's going on and just to provide that support for our teachers is going to be huge in the district. So principals, if you're already bringing your teachers donuts to kind of spice up morale a little bit, maybe deliver those donuts. You know, that's just a way that you can level up. So as we begin to wrap up, I do want to ask if there are any final ideas that you have, just that quick tidbit of how maybe you've rocked your school or how our teachers can rock their school in February. I am so excited that we got a chance to talk about all these things because I think it points all the way back and circles back to getting teachers to get excited about their why. The why mm. is those students sitting in their classrooms. The why is, you know, making education, the educational experience, the best, most engaging thing we can do on a daily basis. And we know we're tired, but revisit your why. It'll get you excited. It goes back to that happy spot. When kids start asking, why are my teachers so excited? Why are they so happy? Wow, we were really treated like we were important. 
then those kind of things let you know that you had a successful either transformation, level up, or something outside the box, and you rocked your classroom. So teachers, if you are ready to rock your school, we have plenty of resources listed below the podcast that you're listening to right now. You may want to check out shop.getyourteachon.com. Um, to find some downloadable resources that the Get Your Teach On team has already promoted. So these are free resources, and they should not cost anything. They should be free for you. And also, plenty of teachers around the district have already created resources. Share. Share those resources. And we, as a DIS team, will be sharing resources that we've seen our teachers use across the district with you in the show notes here on our DIS team website. Thanks for joining us.